Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Nice job. I was recording that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the, Cinema, to the Cinema One podcast. My name is Mark Woodridge, and today I'm joined with Oscar Hannington. Hello. N- into the mic. Hello. And the returning guest, Christian Rudd. Hello. Hello. So I stole it from you, Oscar. Yeah, very nice. Yes. Um, today we're going to be discussing more about Steam Dreams, but this time we're going to be discussing Christian's role as cinematographer on Steam Dreams. Christian, could you just explain to the audience what your role was on Steam Dreams and what you do? I was the cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do camera stuff. Camera stuff. Yeah. Like what kind of stuff? Do you, do you like plan shots? and Get the Wikipedia definition up. That's what I do. Okay. Wiki how? I, I don't know. Sure. Sure? Sure. You can speak close to the mic as well. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's a bit awkward. You can move it closer. It's kind of like what I did was uh, lighting choices, lens choices, camera movement, and then working with Jack to create a uh, a visual like look for the film. I guess. Mm. Can you explain how you and Jack kind of like decide on the look? So, so what I'll usually do is I'll come to Jack with some ideas of existing films or mm. stuff. inspiration. Yeah, inspiration, and I'll show him like that on a document usually and Jack will go yeah I like that I like that not so much that not so much that and we kind of refine it down to a look that we're both happy with and from there it's kind of on set figuring out how to do that almost okay yeah that's good um, what inspiration did you have do you know any specific inspiration Jack really wanted to look at uh, Jack the director really wanted mm, to look you can at talk close to the mic I will be like over, overcrowding you otherwise it's a bit awkward. Oh, yeah, the chairs really shit. That's right. Yeah. If you bring it down, you can all... I can get... There you go. Sorry. That's a bit better. Um, where were we? Um, insp- specific inspiration you had. Um, yeah, so so Jack and I really wanted to... <laughs> I'm going to turn down an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and I really wanted to kind of embrace the look of... Um, Comedies like Brooklyn Nine Nine, like those, mm. those mockumentaries. I think o- The Office was kind of an inspiration yeah, as well. Be a big it's one. like a mockumentary. Um, yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine because we did this like zooming punching thing that Jack mm. really likes. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it, but that was Jack's call. Um, and yeah, that's about it. It's like those. You said before we. Um, I'm going to turn my mic down a bit. Um, you said before we started shooting that, or Jack said at least that one of the inspirations was the film Eddie the Eagle. Was that a visual inspiration or just story-wise? I think story-wise, like it's like it's like a redemption story. So I think right. visually, there's some aspects, but not really. It was that was more of like a definitely the music though. The music mm. definitely came from uh, that inspiration as well. But yeah, not visually, not for me anyway. For what I envisioned. Did you use storyboards in this? Yeah, we did. You we, did. We yeah. Jack, not sto- sorry. We shot listed it. We didn't storyboard it. My bad. So what was that? We we shot listed it. We didn't storyboard it. Oh, okay. It's been so long. I was going to say, no, yeah, because I know you you, you don't really like storyboards. I'm not a fan of it to a point. I think I'll have to learn to work with them because I know a lot of people, especially Mm. first ADs, really like storyboards. Mm. Yes, we do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I think for the next next films we make, I'll have to storyboard Mm. and learn. Definitely storyboarding action scenes or scenes that are expensive. Yes, sequences, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, but uh, other than that, you can just... Wing it sometimes if but the AD lets you. The shot list was super helpful, I think, mm. like having that shot list. I think having a visual storyboard would have really helped for yeah. certain sequences, yeah. Yeah, when you shot at Bell's Rapids, did 
did when it kind of went pear shape, low key pear shape. Did it? Did you stick to this to the uh, shot list at all? That's as clo- as close as we could, mm. right? Oscar, did we? Did we stick? To yeah, it? we stuck. We actually stuck to the shot list almost exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. The only sort of uh, changes we made were that we, well, we sort of cut the the shot length down, mm-hmm. and we rushed a couple of things out quickly. So course, I don't know yeah. if we. Like if we were there for two days. The first day we were there, we sort of took our time a bit. We 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 set the scene a bit, and we you know made it look a bit pretty before we actually ended up shooting anything. Um, and the second day, we just basically shot. That was all. Yeah. So we did we didn't cut anything for that entire se- sequence. Right. Yeah. Um, out of all of us, Chris, you've worked on quite a few films, mm. whether it be Jack and whatnot. Can you explain like what was it like working with a larger crew and more experienced crew? Having a larger crew is so much better. You can speak close to the mic if you can. Having a larger crew. <laughs> <laughs> Am I parallaxing, guys? Having a having a larger crew really helped for a number of reasons. One, just having extra hands to move stuff. Mm-hmm. And like it's, it's like I want to spend more time figuring out how to frame up that shot so someone else build the camera or someone else like set up lights and I'll, I'll, I'll micromanage that to a T as well to get – everyone so that all my departments doing what they need to do yeah um but yeah having mm. a larger crew it also has its drawbacks because there's a lot of there's stuff a lot, to yeah, there's a lot of people to deal with yeah yeah and it's also like i would rather do this myself but you can't can't i kind of can't because i gotta be mm. i can't be at two places at it also depends on your like again head of departments you're working a lot of films oscar's really good to listen to as well mm. so when we or you guys order something, people will do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that's why a crew or a film could be very smooth production. Yeah. Well, you have to learn how to, um, you have to learn how to prioritize stuff. And of course, yeah. Not, not just for yourself, but for the crew. Like if there is a certain thing that you absolutely can't do because you have a more pressing job, like Chris mm. is saying, yes, to work out how to frame a shot so he gets somebody else to set up the camera. But then you've also got to know, am I going to pull a crew member away from something they're doing more important mm. and you got to juggle that sort of difference. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's something you have to learn. Yeah. I know Bell's Rapids was a bit of a struggle on that day. I don't know how much of a struggle it really was, but what was that? What was the biggest challenge when filming this film? Uh, I think, yeah, because Bell's Rapids, it was like midsummer in Australia. So we had to worry about <laughs> <Midsummer>. snakes. <laughs> um, Good film. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Midsummer. I haven't either. I've just heard the reviews. Midsummer. I just bought the movie. I got up there. Right. I bought it today. It was very hot in Bell's Rapids. It was. Very hot. A lot of snakes. Mm. A lot of snakes. Yeah. Um, a lot of snakes. Dehydration. Fire hazard. Fire hazards. Yeah. Tripping and everything. Camera overheating. Yeah, that was a big... I was really concerned about that. We didn't have a problem with that no. so much though, did we? No, it was just a matter of turning it off when it got really hot. Yeah. Mm. And just we, leaving it running for... Yeah. We also fell into the trap of shooting with v- very strong sunlight. Yeah. Not into the sun, but with like strong sunlight. We also, because it was like start of the year, I think it was like the it was first, January. It was like the first week of, of January, right? Yeah, first or second, yeah. Yeah, there was like nothing was open. So I wanted to get like a six by six diffuser um, to soften out light because I knew I'd need it. But the best we had was like a cloth. <laughs> So yeah. I had to kind of pick it up and, and just use tighter shots. So. We may have more of a crew, but we don't have more gear. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, I also literally tried to get a viewfinder for the camera and I mm. tracked down like where I could buy one everywhere and no one had any. So. Oh, really? And then you ended up getting two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Accidentally yeah, yeah. bought two. That actually came to my next question. Can you explain the new gear you got? 
Uh, yeah, so I got a viewfinder and like a, a shot rig kit for my camera, and mm. uh, I bought. I, I ordered it somewhere because everything was closed. I cancelled that order because like, then I'm not going to get it in time. Yeah. So I got it somewhere else, which would get it faster. And uh, to my surprise, the one that I cancelled arrived faster as well. Oh, really? So, so like they shipped it off, then you press cancel. Yeah, pretty much. So you did, almost there was didn't no, pay for no it. No one was in the office, so it's like, hey, can you send us that money? It's like, I didn't buy this. <laughs> yeah, I I'll send it, it back. <laughs> and what about the mixer as well? Oh, yeah, we got a mixer. For, yeah, the mix uh, pre... Mix, mix Pre? Is mix it? Pre 3 2, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which is like a smaller mixer. We used to use like a Zoom H5, um, but the Mix Pre 3 2 has better preamps and stuff. And no, yeah, it was really, really handy to yeah, use. Better files. Mm. And sound devices is legendary, so. No, of course. Um, what was the hardest scene to shoot? Um, or should I even say like the, your least favorite scene to shoot? I don't know, either one. There was some scenes where Jack really wanted to use like a slow zoom in, mm. and I. I'm a cinema boy and I prefer like, you know, not zooming in as much. So there was a No shot zooms, where, but push and pulls. <laughs> there was, there, yeah. There was a shot where I was on a 70 to 200 at like F16 to try and get everything in focus and just kind of let it go. Um, Mark, that was the shot you were in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was like so bright outside and it was just, it's just not a, not a good looking shot because the lens, like just zooming in that much just mm. looks bad, I think. Yeah. So it, it, it called for the story. Like it made sense. And it, yeah, of it, course. It's a great shot for that, but it wasn't high on my list of favorite shots in that film. Okay. That shot's in the trailer, isn't it? It is in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go yeah. check out this trailer on, on uh, Pezzavant here. Yeah. No, you're right. But that was, that was one of those shots where we went into it not really knowing how we were going to shoot it mm. to begin with. Like yeah. it was scripted and it was, I was going to say storyboard. It's not storyboard, but it was shot listed. And Jack knew sort of what he wanted, but he originally started with the camera outside, sort of in the bushes, and then he said, no, let's go inside yeah. through the window. And then we said, no, the window's really dirty. Yeah. So then mm. we went inside but through a doorway, and then we had to worry about exposure from outside, and it was just one of these things that if we had have done a maybe a proper tech recce just for that shot yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And to be fair, we did. The day before we were there, and we like looked at the different situations, but... I don't want to say it was Jack. I don't know who. Whatever happened, we changed our mind halfway through. Yeah. Before we started shooting. That was probably mm. a bit of me as well because I. That was probably a bit of everybody yeah. to be honest. Yeah, and I wasn't. I was in that shot actually, yeah. so I didn't know what was going on behind the, the scenes. The yeah. cool thing about that shot that I do like though is that we were sh I shot like the first twenty five seconds uh, shot through a window, um, and then it goes out to an open door, mm. and it's I exposed for the open door, but the window was darker because it was like frosted, oh. so so it gave it this cool like darker effect, and then it went through. Right, I do like that. But, mm. Yeah. Well, other than all this hate, what was your favorite scene to shoot? Dude, the the sequence in um the we call it the extreme ironing chamber. Yes, like I the, knew you say that. Dark room. Yeah, the ver the very first thing we shot. Yeah, I, think it was. I don't really like documentaries. Like I I do really enjoy watching them, but I don't like making them as much. Yeah. But I'm, I love cinema. And yeah, this film goes back and forth between yeah, it, cinema it goes and, back and, forth and documentary. It's a mockumentary. So that sequence. You're in your I element to, for this that one. <laughs> I got to just go all out, and I, yeah. I, I really lit it to be like super dramatic, and I. I it think, was. It was yeah, awesome. It was a. It was a good shot. A good, sorry, good scene, and it looks awesome in the film. Yeah, it's Jack's favorite scene. My favorite scene. I think Amelia's. No, Amelia's favorite scene was the white void. But yeah, like, 
definitely one of the, the overall most favorite scenes. The, the white void one. would be up there as well for me. Cause yeah, that was both fun. The vo- both the voids. Yeah. <laughs> the black and white room. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> where can we shoot this? Because like all of our locations started dropping out on us for that, yeah. that scene. So yeah. it's like, where can we do it? So we shot it at uh, a university. And Are we allowed to say? Oh, that's why I'm not, I'm not saying. I just said it's, it's a university. Yeah, yeah just um, in case. And we used, they had like awesome stuff there, like RE Sky panels and stuff. So I need to get like this really blown out. Like the inspiration was for Harry Potter. Um, yeah, oh, okay. And that like void sequence. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I'm going to butcher it. King, King's Cross yeah, Station. Yeah. 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 So From Jesse Howell's part two. Uh, in a perfect world, we would have like put a either like a massive lit screen or a... um some sort of like six by six or even bigger. Well, you originally wanted it black as well. Yeah, we did. And we, and it, that changed. And mm, it was meant to be like Stranger Things. We were going so yeah. similar to Stranger Things, but then the, I think it worked out better as well. Especially because mm. it's like directly contrasted with the ironing chamber. Yeah. Which is all black. Yeah. I think, it, I think it was a good distinction that we, it's like, like we made it by accident. Arc. Yeah. But it was a good distinction. Can I ask you a question, Matt? Matt? Matt, Mark, Mac. Hi, I'm Matt. That's Hi, me, Matt. Matt. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes. No, Mark. Um, yeah, I've only known him for like two years. Yeah, I know. I don't know. My brain just fucked up. Year and a half. Almost a year and a half. Yeah. Ew. Gross. Um, has uh, so you talk about how the the film? I, I haven't I haven't seen the full film mm-hmm. just for context. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it. You know, jumps back and forward between the cinema cinema. Fuck me. Cinema and documentary aspect of the film. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Um, how did you define that change in the edit? Did it come out about in the edit or was that um, everything to do with Chris's visual style? Uh, half of it was visual style, definitely how we shot it, how they shot it. But in the edit is literally literally is aspect ratio of it. All right. It. Yeah. It's, they, they slide in when we go to those scenes. I so, so can't wait to see it. Is it like a mm. gradual slide or like yeah. a... Originally, I was going to cut in just normal, but Jack was like, no, I do slides. That's one of my favorite parts as well. I, I thought I didn't mm. li- wouldn't like it at first, like that change, but I think... Mm. I know you were really against it because Jack was like, yeah, it's like Mission Impossible Fallout when it comes in, like because IMAX, mm. or comes out actually. And then Chris was like, mm-hmm, no. <laughs> they do that in Interstellar too. I think that's the yeah. first time I've noticed. And the Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Really? Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight, yeah. I've never yeah. seen it. I noticed it the first time in Interstellar. Because yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's ma- yeah. amazing. The one yeah, and Dunkirk they do it too because Dunkirk is like seventy percent IMAX, and then you get a few of those aspect ratios pop in. I'm like, oh, it kind of takes you out a bit, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that that much. Well, they do, don't they mm. do that to um, Transformers? Huh? Transformers Five, they do, but it's just awful. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, it, it's a full-on action scene where it's cutting lots, but right. it goes aspect ratio, nothing. Oh it's, fuck! That, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awful. I was gonna say, I didn't Dunkirk do that so they can uh, highlight the time difference. I think so. Because when I first maybe when I first saw it, when I came out of the theater, I didn't really understand the time difference until like like three quarters of the way through. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why the fuck does the color it, temperature it, keep changing? Yeah, depends, and the aspect ratio. It depends on what. Um, screen you're watching on i saw it on imax right so then it would have been you would have seen a change yeah yeah because maybe so i think it was either shot and i think they did it deliberately i'm not sure because on I'm imdb sure it, says it has like three different ratios yeah mm. that's pretty cool though mm. but that's that's the one of the things that like if you didn't understand the language of film you wouldn't necessarily either notice it or appreciate it yeah like i'm sure if you were just going to see it because oh, it's like a cool war film You'd be like, why the fuck does the screen keep changing? Yeah. And you wouldn't recognize it. You wouldn't yeah. care. No. So I guess it's no, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's interesting. But I don't understand. Sorry, we're getting way off topic. This... Um, I, I'm, I've got like three more questions left of Steam Dreams. Oh, okay. And then we can 
do another podcast if you would like. Are you going to keep all this in? Yes. Hi, audience. We're talking about cinematography is the word. You should edit this in. Yeah. Do you think as a um, – let's just say – sorry for Chris. Do you, as, as just like an – let's just say up-and-coming cinematographer. Sure. Filmmaker. He's a cinematographer. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. But, you know, no. like <laughs> get it, getting, into the, getting into the wider industry. Right. Do you think it's a – do you think it's a good time to get into the industry because more people understand the language of film than they ever have before? More people have seen films or have access to films and filmmaking than ever before? That's a question and a half. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think that... Personally, I think so as well. Yeah, because people are always going to want to view or look at stories. Mm. So the visual format is perfect because it's just... I think a really good way to, to do it. But then having a understanding of this, you can also bring that into other things. And, and even if you don't want to be a cinematographer or go into the film industry, you can still use that knowledge to go into like graphic design or, or yeah. all these other avenues as well. It's really easy to be creative when the, everybody really, else sort of sort of understands what you're doing. Yeah, and there's a lot of competition now as well. So mm. a lot of the really good stuff is showing up between y- with younger people as well. Yeah. But I can't sit on my throne and say that. I mean, there, there are so many better people than me. Yeah, well, I'd say how how do you feel that you can compete with... Exactly, yeah. Other mm. people. Thousands of other people. Yeah, and it's it's like... Do you just in Australia to, alone. You, like genuinely, generally, in general, are you do you try to compete or do you just do the best you can? I just... I thought you kind of like work with others almost and yeah. learn off them, the better ones. Uh, same. I, I don't think... It's I not sh- about sitting on the throne and being like, I'm better than you. It's no. just I'm about supporting each other. building my style of how... Because I, I, I do a lot of photography as well and that's how I've built my style up as well because I really enjoy photography and, and understanding... Like if you can understand why a still is perfect or a frame is perfect, then you can understand what, how you can bring the other elements like movement and stuff in as well. Mm. So I don't really try and compete. I just look at other people's work and go, yeah, that's really cool. I could bring elements of that into my stuff. Yeah. Mm. Quickly jump back to Steam Dreams. <laughs> Please. Um, I've got a few more questions here. Uh, how many of the original plans changed? Like So many. So many changed? Okay, yeah. I wasn't too sure about Quite this one. Quite a few changed, yeah. Um, and it's been a while now since I figured it out, but like how I envisioned it when I was reading the script mm. versus the actual finished film. So many things changed of how like in that process – so whether that was by accident or deliberately or just we didn't have time to get certain things or, yeah. or we couldn't afford to get certain things, it was th- those elements changed it drastically. Okay. But then the shot list and, well, the so-called storyboard yeah. would kind yeah. of be a guide still. Yeah. Yeah, to make sure you get it all done. Um, and one of my last ones here for production-wise, uh, things you would have done differently on set. Oh, man. Um, everything. everything. <laughs> no, I, I think I would have, I don't know, lit it more. Uh, well, not lit it more, but like mm. used Maybe or more, asked yeah. for more lights from our producer so I could yeah. get it to. Well, now we know that. Yeah. And I would have drifted away from the mockumentary style and more into like, obviously we have those elements. So it's obviously a mockumentary, but light it like a film. You know, okay. In that aspect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it also depends on the director's thing as well. Yeah. But if you guys clash, then I'm not going to work. Yeah, I'd also jump in there and say that we shot a lot in uh, daylight. 
Yeah. So really you'd want more sort of diffusers or yeah. cutters and oh, absolutely, yeah. bouncers. Yeah. I mean, we go back to Bell's Rapids. We hired a couple batteries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was certain Chris was going to want to bring some light in and we would want to, you know, the because the, we had no access to power out there and maybe the camera would mm. um, run out of battery quick enough. We didn't end up using half of them, most of them. Because uh, any of them, any of them, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no. <laughs> well, because we and we in the end we just didn't really need them. Because because mm. I was turning the camera off to sort. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. I think I told you to do that as well. Yeah. Mostly so it didn't overheat. Yeah. But there's not much you can really do with artificial lights out in the bush in the middle of the day. We we did use LEDs to highlight certain things. Yeah. But true. it's just the giant ball of fire in the sky is. A very bright light. Yeah, we were shooting a lot of long shots in that. Yeah, scene as well. Mm. And running, gunning it as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely running. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is I said I would I, I enjoy running and gunning, but sometimes it's just better. Well, that's exactly a bit of the documentary it. style, though. Totally. Yeah, mm, of course. That, it lends it in itself. Yeah. 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 Um, not only were you cinematographer, but you also did the color grade yeah. of this film. Was it difficult at all, or was it easy? Is there anything you can say uh, about it? Um, I. Would do stuff differently for sure with the color grade. I think yeah, it's, it's way too contrasty. I think. Okay. Um, but no, it wasn't difficult. I think the, the one thing was Jack and I coming to a again an agreement, an agreement. of because we never color. had like a pre-production meeting for the color grade. It's just like no, of course. Let's just grade this and see what happens. And yeah. Then he's like, "Yeah, can we get change this, change that?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool, cool, cool." Um, so it was mutually figuring out that that middle ground that middle almost. Ground, yeah. yeah. Okay, now that's cool. And finally, I would like to ask, uh, what did you learn most of all filming Steam Dreams? Working with a bigger crew, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the big one. And, and delegating work as a cinematographer to other people. Cool. And trusting those people. Yeah. That was lovely. Anything else, Oscar, you would like to say? No. No? I think it's very succinct. Lovely. Thank very you, nice Christian, story. for joining. Any, anything you like to say at the end of this? Um, subscribe to Cinema One. Oh, thank you. No and Passive Antia. And Passive Antia. Yeah, go check out the film if it's out. When is this podcast? Uh, this will be out like way after it. Yeah, like, so yeah. check out, go to Passive Antia on YouTube or is yeah. there a link in description? Uh, no links in description because you can't like click on it on, use, right. on anything. But You uh, can copy and paste. Yeah, you can copy and paste, but people... Go to Passive Antia at YouTube and watch the, uh, watch the film. Watch the film. Check it's out the trailer it's if it's you like. Steam Dreams. Um, an, an Extreme Mining Story. Extreme mining Are we going to be putting anything else up on that? Are you going to be putting anything else up on oh, that? On Persevantia? Yeah. Yeah, Powers. Yeah. Powers is coming up soon. Oh, released oh, soon. fuck yes. Um, so that, that'll be after, that'll be in the next like two or three months, yeah. yeah cool. Oh, months, okay. Well, I'm <laughs> finishing off. It's been like three years coming. I mean, yeah. Still we've released the film. Just, <laughs> just get it out there and move on. on. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you, Christian, for joining me thank and you. Oscar as well. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye. Bye.